Welcome to another Sunday morning sermon from Marysville Christian Church. We're glad you're here joining us on this journey to learn more, love more, and look more like Jesus. We invite you to grab a cup of coffee and a Bible as we dive into God's Word. Coming up in the very near future, uh, our intention is on, the, uh, on Sunday, the March, March 8th, we intend to hand out a, a talent and gifts survey to the whole church in paper form. That's to help you kind of identify how you might be gifted to help out those who have stood before you this morning because they will be the first to admit they can't do all this on their own. They need your help. And we appreciate those who volunteer in so many different ways. If you're just not sure where that might be, let's help you help discover how that might look like. And so we'll, we'll uh, pass these surveys out coming in, in March and also uh, at each shepherding group potluck in March, uh, we'll have these surveys available. We'll walk through them with you. Uh, we hope to collect some and gather the information so that we can then distribute that to the various deacons and their areas so that they can contact you and, and get you plugged in so that you might be engaged as soon as possible. Um, we opted out of starting the first Sunday in March with our potlucks because, well, that's the Sunday of the women's retreat and you didn't want to count on us guys to handle a potluck. So we're going to back that up a week. So. Uh, if you're in my shepherding group, that'll be March 8th. If you're in Kirk's shepherding group, that'll be the 15th. If you're in John's shepherding group, that's the 22nd. If you're in Brian's or Chris's, they're going to combine together on the 29th. And if you're going to be out of town or unavailable or sick that particular weekend, feel free to jump in and join one of the others. But we'll take note if the same people show up all four weeks. That means you'll be asked to serve in that many more locations. But we'll also make these surveys available online as well, because some people are just more geared that way. Others aren't. We like pen, pen and paper. Some are geared toward online, and we'll have those available as well. The reason for this, honestly, is because just like Jesus, the church exists to show the world what God is really like. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3 says that Jesus was the exact representation of the character of God. That's why he was here, to show the world what God was like, so we wouldn't have to guess, so we wouldn't have to wonder. And that's why the church exists as well. Honestly, that's why we come together on Sundays, so we might be reminded again of what Jesus showed us about God. That's one of the reasons why it's important to be in Bible class and Bible studies so that we might learn from the Word what God's really like, so that we can then duplicate that in our own lives to show the world His nature and His character and show ourselves to be like Jesus. Jesus was born into this world just like us. He was brought up and raised by parents just like us. And just like us, as Jesus grew and matured in this world, He learned how to surrender His will and become obedient. Some of us struggle with that more than others. Some of us by nature are just a little more defiant than others. James Dobson realized that a number of years ago when he wrote a book called The Strong-Willed Child. 
Some parents think that that's every child, especially when they're two or three. Some are convinced when they're 17 or 18 that every child is a strong-willed child. But just like Jesus, all of us learn to surrender our will in obedience, first to our parents and then to our God. People liked him, and God was pleased with him, just like us. And just like us, when he chose to express his commitment to God by being baptized, the Spirit of God was given to him. And just like us, even though he had the Spirit of God in him, he was tempted in every way to stray as he followed God's lead. Through the Holy Spirit, God gave him both the ability to do what he did and the wisdom and the authority to teach what he taught, just like us, because Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. That's why Christians and that's why the church are called to live just like Jesus. Paul would describe it a number of different ways to different groups of Christians. Some lived in Rome, and to them, he described it this way in Romans 12, what it was like to live just like Jesus. He says in verse 2, let God transform you. That means you need to change. You need to allow God to change you into somebody you've never been before, a new person. And that starts when we allow God to change the way that we think. Because only then will we learn to know God's will for our lives. What's good, pleasing, and perfect. Because of the authority that God has given to Paul, he says, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you're better than you really are. Now before you get lost in all the words, just focus on those words in yellow. That's a warning worthy of each and every one of us, whether I serve as a preacher, whether we serve as elders, or whether you serve as deacons, or whether you're parents, or whether you just have people watching you when you don't think anybody's looking. Don't think you're better than you really are. Heed that warning. That means you need to be honest in your evaluation of who you are. Measure yourself not by somebody else, but measure yourself by the faith that God's given you. And just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has its own special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body. And we all belong to each other. We have a responsibility to God and to each other. And that responsibility, more than anything else, is to remind each other what kind of God we serve. We do that when we live by faith, watching Jesus, learning from Him, loving like Him, and living like Him. He would write to the Corinthian church, and let me just tell you, the church in Corinth was a mess. I mean, most of us honestly would, would struggle to refer to these people even as Christians. They were just that messed up. But he would remind them of that same analogy. 
He used the same illustration as he did with the Romans. He teaches these Christians who are trying to follow Jesus that the human body has many parts, but the many parts only make up one whole body. And he says, so it is with the body of Christ. If you drop down to verse 18, it's there that he says, God has put each part, each one of us, each member, just where he wants it. And all of you together are Christ's body. Each of you is a part of it. Now it's in that same passage that he also talks about some of the murmurings that he probably heard some of them grumbling to each other saying, well, because I'm not them, then I don't belong. He says, you can't say that. We're all different. We're all part of the same body, but we're all different. We all serve different purpose, but we still serve one God in one body. And likewise, he would remind some of them who thought a little more too highly of themselves than they should have, you can't say to others because they're not like you that they're not part of the body. No, there's equality in Christ. There's equality in the body of Christ. And that equality is, even though we're all different and serve different functions, we're all valuable members of that one body of Christ. We need each other. That's why he says, each of you is a part of that. And then in Ephesians 4, he would say it this way. We'll speak the truth in love. Growing in every way to become more and more like Christ. That's why we're together. That's why we come to church. That's why we're a part of small groups. That's why we're in Bible study. That's why we come to potlucks. That's why we get involved and get engaged in various ministries. Because in that way, we grow to become more and more like Christ. If we disengage and just come in, sit, watch, get up, and leave, we become more and more disengaged and more and more distant from each other. And honestly, to the extent that we do that, less and less like Jesus. What if he had done that? Would he have come to the earth? Would he have engaged with disciples who disappointed him? Would he have engaged with Pharisees who challenged him and pushed him? Would he have crumbled when tempted by Satan? We need to become more and more like Jesus Christ. He's the head over the body, the church. He makes the whole body or the whole church fit together perfectly. And I might say sometimes, in spite of our grumbling about each other, he knows how we fit best. And he knows that because as each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow. As a result of that growth, the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. That's the reason why Christians were repeatedly told to get involved, to get in the game, to be a part, to interact. The church, as the body of Christ, is the only healthy and growing when each and every one of us allows God to do what only it can do. Now, I know we've all got our excuses. We've all got our stuff. And we've all got our different seasons that allow us different availability. So don't beat yourself up too much. 
If you're only getting about four hours of sleep a night, not a night, not just because you got old and you have to get up a lot, but because <laughs> you'll get there. But because we've each got our chapters in life. And that means that each one of us in our respective season and chapter and, and, and part of life that we're living, we each have an area, an aspect of life that, we, that gives us influence. That'll change throughout our life. But just like Jesus, as long as you're in this world, you're here for one reason, and that's to show the world what God's really like. You can't do that if you isolate yourself from everybody else. That tells me there's really no such thing as retirement from the body of Christ. You may retire from work. God help you if you retire from Christ. The truth of the matter is this. We were created for each other. And we need each other. If we're serious about committing our lives to God. You can't commit your life to God without also committing yourself to being used by God. And that happens first in the church. His church. The body of Christ. That means learning to be honest. When you evaluate yourself. Not thinking you're better than you really are. You're too good to, to do this or you're too good to do that. All that he's asking for you to do is take a look at your heart and ask yourself, are you willing to help or not? Well, I, I can't do that. Well, are you willing to help? That means accepting the responsibility that comes from knowing that God has put you in the body of Christ for a reason. And it's not just to help other people get more patience. That means that growing in every way, you become more like Jesus. When you allow God to work on you, in you, and through you as part of the body. And you help other parts of the body grow as well. The truth of the matter is this. The body of Christ, the church, is only as healthy as its weakest member. And the challenge for all of us, out of a respect for God, is to be as healthy as we can be. Because healthy bodies grow. Healthy bodies show life. Healthy bodies are full of love, just like Jesus. David, why don't you and the praise team join me on the front here and we'll wrap up with this. I only have one question for you to finish with. Are you willing? I'm not really even asking if you're able. I'm asking if you're willing. Because once you settle that question, am I willing to show others what God's really like? That will determine whether or not I'm willing to show them that God is aloof and disengaged. Am I willing to show others that God is arrogant? Am I willing to show others that God doesn't care? Am I willing to show that God's not willing to help? Or 
Am I willing to show others what God is really like? He's just like Jesus. That's why it's important for us to learn more what Jesus is like. To practice loving more like Jesus loved. And to look because of that more like Jesus. When we do that, we show the world what God is really like and that honors God. When we do that, we show the body of Christ alive again and that is a healthy body of Christ, a healthy representation of what Jesus and the church is meant to be. Not a necessarily a well-oiled machine and a fine business model, but simply looking, loving, and living like Jesus because they know Him. That's what we're after. That's what we need to encourage each other toward. Yeah, that'll mean I'm uncomfortable, just like it meant making my kids uncomfortable when they didn't want to listen to me. When they needed to grow up, they didn't like my help. And you didn't either. When your parents tried to influence you. But as the body of Christ, our challenge is this. To help each other become more and more like Jesus. That's our goal. That's our mission. That's our vision. That's whatever other model you want to put on it. Becoming more like Jesus and bringing honor and glory to God. Let's stand together. We hope you enjoyed today's message. If you'd like to learn more about Marysville Christian Church and connect with us, be sure to go to our website, marysvillechristian.org. If you are near the Marysville area, we would love to have you join us on Sunday morning. We have our Bible study classes at 9 a.m. and our regular worship service is at 10 a.m. Our address is 17,000 Waldo Road, Marysville, Ohio, 43040. Our phone number is 937-642-9838. Email is office at marysvillechristian.org.